Look at look at Travis head bobbing. Sing. It's good music. Joe Watkins, Travis Castle here for another quick little podcast about the rental property hangover is what we are. Hangover. Good God. We Did we really buy that place? Wow. Jeez. Why do we call it the rental property hangover? Because you bought it now what? <laughs> we, all, we, all, we all jumped into some stuff. We don't know what we jumped into, and we're here to help you solve it. So here's where I'd like to go with this. Oh, a little something different. So we've been talking about you bought the property, and now what do you do with it, right? We have, well, we've tried to. But there's a solution to all this. Okay. Like this might be the final episode. Probably not. There's a few hundred more <laughs> to come. But I'd like to prevent the – I don't know about you, but after I've had a hangover or two, I've never had a hangover because I'm drunk alcohol. But you've told me about having a hangover, right? It sounds miserable. And anytime you tell me about the hangover, I think, well, we should just not have a hangover. All right, so this this show, in short, because Travis doesn't talk shortly, is about shortly, the is best word? thing you can do. It's not an adverb. To prevent the rental property hangover. All right. Jeez whiz. All right. So that that's what we're that's what we're talking about. And what what is that? Well, what we're going to talk about one thing. Buy right. It's the purchase. What are you buying? Why are you buying? Where are you buying? What are you paying for it? That all sounds good. And I appreciate that you're kind of coming at this kind of sort of casually, I feel like, at this point. This is a serious show. As you you sort of put our last guest on another podcast a little bit in the hot seat, I'm about to put you in the hot seat. I'm ready. I'm about to hit put your butt. I know where I'm at. In the hot seat. Okay. Come on. Here it goes. Let's go. Yeah, you know what? Hey, real estate investors, you got to buy right. <sighs> okay. Joe, the last property that we flipped, how many contracts did we have on it in a 48-hour period? 14. All right. So in an environment where there's 14 offers on a property, how do you buy right? That's a simple question. And a simple answer. It's yours. The floor is yours. Okay, so I'm going to start out by saying that not every single market is necessarily I need to buy a rental property market, okay? Could an opportunity come in every single market? Absolutely. But if you if you are hell-bent on buying something in a 30-day period, you may buy the wrong thing. And so the start is you have a little patience, okay? Okay. Put some guidelines in front of you that you're going to adhere to and, and, and don't roll off of it because of the market or the time or your sense of urgency or because you got money coming free or whatever. And so so let's talk about the, what those principles are. I mean, it's it's what you buy, where you buy, why you buy, how much you pay for it. I mean, that, that's it. And I, I'm going to rewind and say the why you buy matters. Why are you buying a rental property? Don't buy it because it's sexy. Don't buy it because Carlton Sheets told you to do it 30 years ago. Don't buy it because your buddy bought one. Is it the right thing for you to buy a rental property? Um, well, to answer those questions, one, are you maxing out your 401ks that, you're, that, you're, that your employer's matching? Mm. Why, why would you not take free money? Matt, max that out first and let them give you free money. That's not very sexy to talk about. I understand about. that, yeah. but you need All to right. do that. Do you have margin enough to have six months of extra expenses for your personal home? Because you're going to need six months of expenses of your rental home sitting back, especially if you only have one rental home. If this is your first rental home, mm. don't go in with the expectation that month two, you're going to have somebody paying your bills and everything's hunky-dory. Mm. You could have a roof that goes out, of, an AC that goes out, of anything that goes $10,000 repair, 
you got zero sitting in the bank. So six months of, of expenses, mortgage payments, taxes, insurance, need to be sitting in an account for reserves. Okay, so that, that's part of the how. We get there, now we start to, to, to understand that, that what we buy can, can actually make more sense. Are we looking for a, a, a really huge cash flow property? If we are, why is that? Is that because we have no money? We need, we're trying to live on that property? Are we looking for something that's going to be a, a full-time or reti- you know, long-term retirement type of product? Well, in your 401k, Travis, do you, do you take money out of your 401k every month or do you put it in? I'm putting it in. So yeah. why are you buying a rental property with the, with, the, with the idea that you're going to take out of it every month? Mm. How about let's buy a rental property that's the right property in the right area Take price aside for a minute. I want you to buy the right kind of property in the right area. What What is that? You ask that question, I'll answer the question. What is that? <laughs> that that you, answer is this. Do you need to take a breath first? <laughs> okay, right. Trying to do this in 10 minutes All is right, tough. Go ahead. Um, buy a property that every other buyer wants to buy. Why, why are you so focused on the property that's the sh- crap hole? In some in some area that that needs a hundred thousand dollars worth of renovations, right. why so, is that your focus? Let, let's press the pause button right there, right. Be, because I think there's an I don't say an effort. I'm not going to play the idea that this is a media thing like politics, right? Like there's some agenda, but I can tell you this: that if I'm going to start a real estate website or I'm going to get people to watch my blog, what I am what I am going to start discussing is this idea of buying a distressed property. And putting a bunch of money into it and still kind of after I put the money into it, I'm still under market and I still have this cash flow to it. Uh, so I think that's that's what the, the vantage point that people come from is in order for this to be a good rental property, it kind of has to have some distress to it. And, and, and that could very well be a great purchase. What I'm saying is the premise of the purchase cannot be this distressed. Mm-hmm. F- find a distressed property in an awesome market that attracts great tenants. Right. Don't start with the premise that I'm going to find a distressed property because right. oftentimes you'll find a distressed property in distressed areas. Well, let's, let's talk about this point. You and I have talked about this. So of course, we get a, a owning a property management business. We get a ton of investors saying, hey, go find me a property. You know, guys, I want to make 12%. Well, I mean, one thing we've talked about, we've kind of deemed it as the spreadsheet. There is 12% on the spreadsheet, by the way. The spreadsheet does yield 12%. The problem is we have to collect rent. And collecting rent and actually producing the return has everything to do with, I think, the bullet points you're hitting here. Where did I buy the property? What condition is the property in? Who does this property, uh, you know, who is the tenant for this property? What is the credit history? You know, it's a whole package in terms of getting that return. So when I've got a, a guy that's looking at says, hey, guys, I don't want to buy a property if it's under a 12% return. My thought is, are we living in reality, Bill? I'm not saying that doesn't exist. I'm just saying in this market where there's 14 offers on a property over a weekend, uh, that's not like at a, being sold at a deep discount. We're actually selling this property retail, right? And we're getting 14 offers on that. I think that the reality check here is what? How much money are we actually going to collect based on what we're buying? And you know what? If that ends up being six, seven percent, I still, I mean, I think that's a, a good rental property. I think that's worth looking. Well, yes. Yeah, so let's, let's let's make it simple in that the goal behind this rental property needs to be very clear. Mm-hmm. If if you are in a wealth preservation 
mode, then the property you may choose may be very different than the guy who's trying to catch up in his retirement situation. Maybe you're maybe if you're trying to catch up, although you are not in a position to take on more risk, let's be clear here. You are you potentially may take on more risk to get a higher return. But my my point is is the area that you're buying has to be considered here. Right. Because it you're it's there's multiple risk in a purchase of a property. It's 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 the fact that you bought a property that needs a ton of repair. You have some some outcome you're looking for, and then that repair costs you double. Mm. That's one risk. Number two is you've bought this property in an area that potentially wasn't the the hottest area. It wasn't the area that people want to live in, but you've you've done it because that's where the deal was. Right. Risk number two. Yep. Risk number three. Because of that, you're going to get a tenant in the property that also, again, if it's not the most desirable area, you get a tenant that's not the most desirable tenant. This right. is not always the case. We're talking generalities here. Right. You're taking a risk on that tenant. So the, the risk of your return is, 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 is much more likely to go zero and 12, hmm. where the property in a, in, a, in a strong market that multiple buyers are competing for, that multiple tenants would love to have, and, and if rental property is truly the long-term approach for you, then then let's let's actually make the purchase on a long-term approach. Why why do I need some huge discount in the property if I'm going to own it for twenty years? Hmm. I'm not going to cash out the equity for right. twenty years. Right. So why do I need the discount now? What I need is a proper, you know. Uh, allocation and representation of a long-term return, which includes vacancy, risk, maintenance, et cetera, et cetera. So right now, I mean, speaking to this particular real estate investor that's doing this calculation and going, hey, look, I can buy anywhere in the country. There's these, these are the hot zip codes. This is where the rent is increasing. They're doing some research. Speak to the idea right now that it's just possible that we are in a bit of a bubble here in terms of pricing of rental real estate. Again, I'm not trying to just, you know, this show is not about trying to convince you of anything, but we price properties every day for real estate investors. We go into neighborhoods, we take a look at the comps and we are seeing increasing rents in our market. And there's many markets in the country. Speak to that. I mean, am I making a decision if it's a 10 year decision off of today's rental? Is, Is that what's dictating my decision? Well, I mean, it can. I mean, I think smart investors who who understand margin and they understand being ready for the opportunity, you know, and they've been in this market for 20 years as an investor are probably not heavily trying to buy right now. That's reality. Um, Are they buying right now? Yeah, they are. Sure. Because they understand their numbers. Mm -hmm. They understand long-term. They understand how how a a real investment is actually made. And so... I do think that it's important to look at the market and look at look at where the bubbles are and don't don't always. This is what I love about the numbers in a spreadsheet when it comes to rental property. I don't judge my spreadsheet on value of that I'm in the property versus value that it could sell right now. Because again, I'm not selling it right now. Right. I'm going to own this for twenty years. Buy and hold. Yeah. I'm evaluating on what is the potential rent income. What are the maintenance costs? What are the HOA fees? What are the taxes? What are the insurance? What are the risk involved? Your vacancy rate. What is my return on yeah. the dollars that are, right. that are that are put in? Now, why is it a great, 
In every high bubble market, why is it also potentially a great time to buy? Because your interest rates are extremely low. Crazy. So I can borrow money at, you know, three and a half percent. If I can make 6% on that property on borrowed money, that I'm making two and a half percent on money that didn't exist. (laughs) So now the return that I'm putting back on my 20% down really accelerates. Okay, so go to a bad market where interest rates are 6% and I'm trying to make 7.5%. Maybe there's only a 1.5% margin between those two. It's not as good as the margin over here. So if you are borrowing money on your rental property, sometimes bubble markets give you the best money if you're still a smart buyer. You can create margin just out of your financing costs. That's a good point. I mean, you're, you're, you're cashing in. I mean, the way to cash in on the bubble is recognize that rents are at an all-time high, and if, if this property is still... And interest rates are all-time low. All-time low. So I've kind of got these factors competing, but I, I think long-term, if I want to say I can leverage this time to kind of maybe maybe produce some equity or some pay down in a mortgage because I recognize the sales price might be inflated in general because I'm kind of in this bubble market. Well, that, that kind of neutralizes that bubble market, right? I mean, I sort of get back to where I should be here in a very short period of time. Right. And like we always say, I mean, you got to try hard to lose at, at buy and hold. I mean, right. honestly, if it's a 10-year, 20-year hold, I mean, this yeah, is the... Listen, you know, don't be duped by you know, all of the the commercialized versions of investing in real estate. The numbers don't lie. Run numbers. Put real numbers in spreadsheet. Look, yes, I rent property management. We can do that for you. It's what we do. It's part of what we do in terms of of, of managing rental properties. We help put real numbers. I had a a client recently who's got 15 properties trying to figure out should he sell or not. Well, I said, you know, I can't be the agent. By the way, if he goes to ask an agent that only does sales, you know what they say? Sell. Yeah, great market. <laughs> it, it's time to it's sell. It's a high market. Let's sell them. Yeah. I said, I tell you what, I can't make that determination without some data. So let let me let me run some numbers, and I need some data from you. By the way, to do that, well, I went back to when we first had the relationship. He had he had um, some some sheets he had sent me on his purchase price, on taxes, on insurance, mm-hmm. on renovation call, all that. So I built a spreadsheet. Put all those numbers in, put his current returns in, and and then put the current values of the properties in. We started figuring out what does this make sense or not. Mm. That's how you make the decision. You don't make an emotional decision based on a marketplace, and that and that's that's the, the rental property hangover truth. Yeah, hundred percent. So around you know. So so parting thought: We're going out this weekend. We're going to buy a rental property. What's the one thing you want me to have? in the front of my mind before we sign that contract. Make Man, that I, didn't even, I didn't even say it. Number one, you're buying your first one. It needs to be local. It needs to be in a market that you know, eat, live, and breathe. Because mm. it's hard to, 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 for someone to tell you a non-truth around something right. you absolutely That's know. Right. So buy it in your backyard, number one. Number two, um, actually put some numbers to a spreadsheet. Go online. Go everywhere you need to go. To try to figure out how to actually put real numbers in your spreadsheet because buying an investment property, it's got to be an investment. I, I, Don't make it emotional. I'm going to put an asterisk on that one. Do not ask anybody who is going to be compensated by you purchasing that property what that property will rent for. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Absolutely not. And that is the rental property hangover. Joe Watkins and Travis Castle. Yes, I rent property management. Thanks for listening.
Where can they find us? Yesirent.com. They can also find us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, uh, Podcast. What else? Jeff? Google. Tune Google. in. Anywhere where podcasts are available. Come back to us. Thanks, guys.